0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 116 is brought to us by Bybit. The world series of trading is now over, but volume is picking back up, which is really nice. And even though the World Series of Trading is over, there are so many promotions on that thing, I can never keep track. I get new promotions in my inbox almost every day. And do not think these are promotions you can't win. I was just talking to one of our traders on Discord this past week. He ended up winning two Bitcoin. I will say that again, two Bitcoin, which is over 50,000 United States dollars. In some kind of slot pull game that Bybit has. Now they go into his account, he has to trade them to make them, but he's a good trader, so he probably will. But these are the type of things that are going on that I don't even mention, but you can't win if you don't play and you need to be on my team. So go down below in the show notes to the Bybit blog, click on it, get the information you need, click on the affiliate link and get yourself signed up. Because as I've said before, membership clearly has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and a couple programming notes off the bat here. Uh, there'll be no Trading Psychology Podcast on Monday All the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel and podcast players everywhere. Rob and I are taking off that day for the Labor Day holiday in the United States, uh, but everything else should be on schedule. We are a bit early this week with the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. I have a flight to catch on Saturday, so we're going to release early. And if you are joining us early, welcome. Uh, A bit of a miscellaneous episode this week for episode 116. And it may even be a bit of a review episode because I have a feeling a lot of you already do this. Uh, But I really want to stress the need and the necessity of being informed, especially during this decade, especially where we are right now in 2023. Again, I'm not sure how many of you already do this, but you need to be taking your money very seriously not just in the present but in the future too i just don't feel like many people do that because especially in the western world and i know my demographics that's where many of you on this particular podcast fall it's been a really really good run like for a long time to where some of you don't even remember the great financial crisis and some of you may have even been too young to be affected by the great financial crisis, or you or your family just had jobs that didn't get affected by the crisis themselves. So if you take that out of the equation, you have the dot-com crash, which really just affected investors in the tech sector. It's like, guys, we've had it really, really good for a very long time. And of course, this may continue, but if you've been staying informed up until this point, what we do know is there is an increased chance of this not being the case, fairly soon. And we need to do two things. One, we need to be prepared. This is a financial prepping podcast above anything else. If financial Armageddon does occur, we can simply win by not losing here. I've made this analogy before. If there's 50 homes in your neighborhood and they're all holding your country's fiat currency and nothing else, but you put half of your money in gold and during this crisis gold did absolutely nothing, but those fiat currencies fell apart, You just became the richest home in the neighborhood, not by hitting a 3x or a 5x or a 10x, but by simply seeing the writing on the wall and playing proper defense. And even if you were wrong about gold, how far is gold really ever going to drop? You know, I'm I'm just not seeing a lot of risk here. But I do believe we are in the early stages of the great wealth transfer. And in order for things to properly transfer, a lot of people have to get absolutely wrecked in order for the rich and or the informed to come in and pick up that wealth that has been lost. You know, I don't like the sound of that either, but that's what a wealth transfer is. And by picking up that wealth, I don't mean you're going to be picking it up from the poor. They don't have a lot of wealth to give anyway. Are they going to get screwed? Absolutely. They're always the first ones to get screwed. But there's going to be a lot of wealth out there Uh, that's been sitting in assets that do very well in a bull market which again is all many people have ever known or even people who are very old and remember bad times remember them very long ago so many of them have gotten complacent too many of them watch mainstream financial media which might actually be okay if they weren't all bought and paid for by financial products that require the market to be bullish a lot of them have their money with financial advisors which do not have the best interest of their clients at hand. They are there to push their own products. And the majority of those products only do well, again, in bull markets. My parents have one. He would not sell them gold because he said it was too risky. He has them in REITs right now. And he's sitting there saying gold is too risky. I told them, no, what's really going on is he doesn't make any commission by putting your money into gold. I know he's a nice man and you like him. But that's just not the way they do things. And so what would happen if a lot of that wealth gets wiped out or, you know, cut down by 50 percent? You know, those are the things that happen during times like the ones we are anticipating. And again, if we're wrong, we don't lose big. You know, if you put crypto aside, because crypto is crypto, it's speculative. We know that we don't put too much of our net worth over there. But we do like the asymmetric upside. We do think it's worth it. What we're normally putting our money in is our precious metals, which have been very steady, or commodities, which we know there's always going to be a demand for. The only question in going forward is supply. And that whole cycle has to come back around at some point. But again, I implore you to stay open-minded here. It's so easy and so comfortable. And by easy and comfortable, I mean lazy. To fall into these groups, these communities that have an extremist view towards finance. So I'm talking about the gold bugs out there, talking about the Bitcoin maxis. I'm talking about certain political ideologies. Even if these are the politics you believe, you are creating blind spots on purpose by falling into these groups. And again, I know they're fun. You get a bunch of people who have a common ground and the outcome is possibly making money or influence or whatever the case is. I think at times it would be so cool just to become a Bitcoin maxi and fall into that ecosystem. But they're super bearish on the United States dollar and fiat in general, and I am not. So that's a problem. Uh, But a good problem, I think. Because not all of these communities are going to be right. And do you really want to go down with the ship like that? I have a friend who has been a Bitcoin maxi for a very long time. Um, And I haven't seen him a long time. He's an old Vegas guy. And I caught up with him. And he has a podcast too, not a Bitcoin podcast, but we're, so we're talking about everything really. And I was talking about how I'm trying to move a lot of my tether into the bank and convert it into USD. Um, I've already done that, but this is back when I I was wanting to do that. And he said with a straight face, he goes, why don't you just put it into Bitcoin? And he wasn't just talking about my tether. He was talking about all of my USD. (laughs) Like, this is how these people think. My USD is in grave danger in such danger that I need to put it into Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is sound money. So yes, take all of the hard-earned fiat that you've accumulated over the past 20 years and put it into an asset with an 80 volatility. Put it into an asset that can drop 75% in one year. So that was a conversation. Uh, but it just goes to show, and I think the majority of you all do this, if you can just keep all of these things at arm's length, you can root for all of them. and I, I love Bitcoin, I love gold, all those things. But do it without going full bore. Now, what's the best way to do that while still keeping ahead of the game? Well, I can tell you what I do. I lean heavily on facts and history. And I get this information from both sides. And I pay very close attention to facts and history that one side is bringing up and it's not getting refuted by the other side. You know, there must be a reason for that. Or if it is getting refuted by the uh, the other side, it's being refuted very poorly. You know, that's typically my methodology there. And then you know with history, you, ju- you find things that tend to happen over and over again, and you overlay them against other things that have happened over and over again. And I've tried to do a good job of this on the podcast and on the blog for you. And you do what we do at No Nonsense Forex in our trading. You know, you almost create an algorithm of sorts that says, okay, when all these things happen at the same time, there is a better than average chance that X is going to happen. And then you simply play the odds. And if you know your history, you also know that these things never happen when you think they're going to. They always happen later, but that's fine. Rather be five years earlier than a day late. You know, look at the peak in Bitcoin and the peak of the crypto market. There were 500 examples of a topping market during that time. And they all came in the span of about a year and a half. But none of them made the market turn over. It just kept going up. But it doesn't mean a lot of those things weren't ridiculous or weren't bubbles or weren't bound to come crashing down all at some point. And eventually they did. But the market is going to do its best to try to get you to fumble back into it. You know, if these things really did happen, quote, on schedule, the market wouldn't be able to get you to do this. But it always takes that last little bit of sucker money before it all comes crashing down. Now, as far as sources go, I am happy you've chosen this podcast as one of your sources, but it should not be the only one. Um, I've been very free with my sources. I give out about half of them here on the podcast and on the blog and on Twitter, but you need to go find other ones too. Um, Some of them might even be paid. There are good paid sources out there that don't cost a lot, whether it's a paid podcast, whether it's Substack, you guys really need to be looking into Substack if you haven't yet. And even Twitter is coming out with subscriptions now to compete with Substack. Now, certainly don't overpay for information, but don't shut it out either. And if you want, if you're listening to this on YouTube, or if you'd like to go to YouTube, go down to the the comment section. Let us know some of the sources you draw from, you know, help the community out, and also let us know what they specialize in. Is it precious metals? Is it macro? Is it crypto? What is it? You know, there are people out there who've been very good as far as equities go. You know, Those are typically not things that I touch or I talk about on this show, but the last thing, it kind of leads into this, the last thing I really want to leave you with is always know that we could all be wrong, and you should be preparing a bit for that as well. You guys know I do this, and if all goes according to plan, next week's episode is going to touch on this very thing and overall talk about an investment that I think is generally inferior in its class, yet something that I think could also be a very good hedge. So aside from the obvious things, play the long game, never invest more than you can afford to lose. I think by now everybody who listens to this podcast is on board with that logic. But I hope episode 116 was a good review and maybe opened your eyes up to some other sources perhaps. Because if this uh, financial rapture does come, we are going to need all the help we can get. We are going to already need to know by then which information sources have gotten all of this right because chances are those will be the sources that are going to be able to get us through during this time, however long it lasts. And just remember, too, most people are not doing this. They are asleep because, again, we have had it so good for so long. Nobody bothers to pay attention to this stuff. So when you do, and a lot of the information you're seeing is grim and you're trying to let others know, and you're trying to act upon it, you, know, you are going to seem crazy. And that's fine. That's totally worth it. Because you are also going to be one of the few people who are early.